All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hangout Talk. As of right now, we're recording pretty early on a Saturday morning. So I'm glad that everybody's joining us today. And we're excited because it's, you know, every season we bring somebody new and somebody that we have spoken to and that we are, you can say, social media stalked and then we get connected with and we bring them and start hanging out with them on the show. And today we have Garrett Augustus, who runs a professional photography business and is a Colorado native. Uh, Raised through the mountains as the youngest of four brothers, he grew up playing traditional sports. And at the age of 16, he moved down to the city to attend Columbine High School. After living years in the city life, he realized his passion for adventuring, photography, and filmmaking. And that leads to his business right now. And of course, you can hear his dog background too. So it's awesome. So it's very, we are hanging out right now. And (laughs) you and I like to welcome Garrett. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. How are you? Well, not too bad, man. It's the, as the tread says, early in the morning, so it's getting ready for the for the day. It's a Saturday, so full training day for me and everything. So we'll see how it is. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. You gotta get that Saturday grind in. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And to give a little bit of a ba- background too, I think Garrett and I I met through a friend at a movement gym. So I think we was, his name's Justin, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then for now. Garrett and I have the same coaches for, for climbing right now, Alex Puccio and Robin O'Leary. Yep, the, uh, the team rope team, and it's pretty yep. cool to new. They uh, combined their company and doing pretty good things with it. And as far as, I know we were talking before this, uh, Garrett, as far as the photography business, I know we uh, mentioned there's not a specific niche, but you know, you're well, way, like really well-rounded. So can you fill the audience in on a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, when I started photography, I started mainly doing just like adventure, climbing, kind of just stuck with that. And then just getting through, so getting into mentorship, that's something I'm super big on is getting mentors. They kind of told me, you know, learn everything. You got to learn every setting, every light, every just pretty much any situation that you're going to be in as a photographer. Go ahead and just learn. So I started doing other sports, mixed martial arts, snowboarding basketball football weight training and then started doing product and pretty much I'm just getting to the point of whatever needs to be photo- uh, photographed I can do it so yeah so starting it well-rounded just learning ins and out of the cameras working with models working with athletes brands just uh, you know building a legit business not just some little dinky photography thing only you know trying to make something big and better for my family no, absolutely. That's awesome because it's, you know, um, as we're a lot of us, like when we go into a business, we're like, you hear this thrown around a lot. You have to be niche. You have to be so specific that they just come to you for that thing. But I think it's great to hear the other side of it where you're just well-rounded on everything. And have you ever thought when you started, like you want to be niche on a certain thing? Let's say you like that mentorship um, was in there. Like, were you was that your first thought or you're like hey let's go for everything i can yeah my first thought is definitely i was just taking photos of stuff that uh i was interested in like climbing dogs stuff like that and then uh, started taking took, took a photos of an mma fighter once and that really liked that so i was like okay maybe it's not just adventure photography that i could be good at and then so i went with the mma stuff for a little bit and Got some really good opportunities, met some amazing people through that. 
that's when I reached out to a mentor and just kind of talked to him about it. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, he, this guy, his main thing was weddings and elopement. Like that's what he is just absolutely amazing about. And then he was like, dude, that's not all I do. It's made of what you see on my Instagram, but he's taking photos of products. He's taking photos of so many other things. He was like, why leave money on the table when you're just taking a photo? It's literally the same thing. You're just getting different angles, different eyes. So why would you limit yourself when you have the time and availability to take a photo, but it's not what you want to take a photo? It's not necessarily I learn about what I want to do. It's what my clients need to do. That's just that's business. You know, it's just taking the business aspect of something that people do so freely and just as a hobby. I was like, no, I want to do, you know, I want to live this life full time, not just part time doing one thing. I do it full time, taking photos of all kinds of things, being all over the world with it. Yeah. And speaking of like mentorship, we, you kind of meant hit it already, but how, how do you important do you think it is to just have a, a mentor? Because I mean, there's so many perspectives for me personally. I love to have mentors. I think it's one of the most important things, whether it's business or even just life too just for because you can find someone say like our coaches you know combined they have about 40 years of climbing experience between the two of them everything you've been through nine times out of ten they've already gone through it and already learned how to get past it so it's just kind of humbling yourself to be able to take advice from someone else that's literally done everything you want to do it's kind of like, it's almost like a cheat code in a video game. You can learn and do it all yourself, or you can just get a kind of quick cheats of how to skip problems, how to learn about issues that you haven't even thought about that they can bring up to you, whether it's life, business, sports, relationship. It's just having that outsized perspective of someone who's doing what you want is just, I think, is like one of the most important things you can ever do, whether it's business, life anything yeah no for sure man no definitely agreed with that i think with life with like relationships and everything in my opinion my dad always told me hey it's important to have a mentor because yeah you can learn a lot of stuff for yourself for sure but little details you know that little fine sharpening tool that you need is a mentor yeah you want to be sharp that's the way to do it and Speaking of like photography and like the path you're on now, I remember us talking before. Like, how do you get on the photography path? We 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 talked a little bit, but not not too much about it. So I've always really been interested in photography since high school. Like one of my best friends at Columbine, his name's Lowell. He uh, at the time he was just a hobby photographer. Like we just loved going out. And, you know, we went up to, we took a trip to Telluride one time because we were big uh, Tarantino fans and Tarantino filmed a movie up in Telluride. So we found the property that he filmed that on and went and took photos of it. And we made this whole little just like photography trip. And I had absolutely no idea how to work a camera. Like I put everything on auto mode. I was just <laughs> just, weird, just running <laughs> and gunning it, pretty much shooting from my hip, doing whatever I can. I was a good like, auto really, mode. really fun <laughs> with that. And then. I didn't really do much with that and then i started dating a girl who was a uh, part-time model and she had her own camera and so we did the same thing we were taking trips with, with our dogs and going and she taught me angles she just taught me 
a bit about aperture and lighting and it was like i realized i had an eye for it because that's one of the most important things like anyone can learn a camera but it's about what you can do with that camera so i just realized i kind of had a good eye about it and started getting really into it and then her and i broke up and just being honest she kind of told me after we broke up that i wouldn't ever do anything with it and so after a little bit i kind of got used that as fuel i was like you know what no i'm going to do something with this and so just lucky enough to have the right people around me in the right environment i got a camera and started taking photos and just got more and more serious so yeah just after just kind of some people telling me I couldn't do it. And I kind of had a, uh, my dad passed away of cancer when I was like 23, 24. My dad, his whole life was, you know, you work 40 hours a week for forever. You just work, work, work. That's all important. And then on his deathbed, he kind of looked at me and my brothers and was like, I got it wrong. You know, go after your passions, go do stuff that you've always wanted to do because laying on his deathbed, he realized that life wasn't all about, just working and slaving away pretty much so after just all those experiences i kind of like sat back and realized i was like i gotta do something for me and uh i wanted to live a really cool life so just saw that as the opportunity the path for me and took it that's very inspirational i it's you know like some will have a passage like well i i don't know i just want to go in and do it like but you have substance you have you know your why is huge behind yes. your photography uh and you know, it even though like like the ex girlfriend got you like you know in there and like she gave you that extra push in a sense. Yeah. Even though we're, you were like, uh, no, screw this. <laughs> but you know, like, that, that extra push. That extra a little push bit helped. of it, a little bit of it was spiteful. A little <laughs> bit of it was positive. It was kind of <laughs> hand in hand. It was one of like one of the ones I wanted to do it just to prove to her that I wanted yeah. to do it. But then you know, you, you get over the relationship and you grow do a little bit more mature and stuff and realize that's not the uh right driving factor but i appreciate her her push towards me and without that push you know i may not be in the position that i'm in currently yeah yeah no we all believe in uh we have this thing that we call just riding the wave like where wherever it takes you it's kind of guiding you somewhere and you just go along and that that's kind of like she was put there to push you towards this route yeah and you face many challenges, I, I'm sure, and um, in addition, dad helped really reinforced it, and that's what we love uh, on here that we talked about, something outside of the, you know, nine to five, or, or even bigger than that, going after what you really should be doing or really want to do and pursue it, and during that, like, what other challenges have you faced along the road? Oh, uh, there's, you know... I believe every level is another devil. You know, you're always going to have challenges and stuff like that. And there's there's a financial challenge when it comes to photography because photography equipment alone is not cheap <laughs> at all. It's not something that you know you're going to take a hundred bucks and go build something with. You know, it's very costly. And then there's you really got to what I believe is you got to fail. You got to you got to mess stuff up. That's really the only way to learn. You got to go take some crappy photos sometimes and you got to learn so it's taking the wrong photos and like what's one thing about photography is when you start working with clients is you also have you have your eye what you want to do but you also got to please the person that's paying you to take the photos 
you know, you got to match their brand. You got to match their goals. Like if I'm working with a specific snowboard brand, I have to do everything that's congruent with already they built. And I got to look at through their eyes, what they want, but still provide something that blows them away where they're so happy where they want to bring you back. So it's doing that. It's sometimes missing gears. Sometimes it's, you know, you run out of storage mid shoot, you lose your batteries or like one of the big challenges of uh, adventure and climbing photography, it's behind the scenes. You know, when we go, one of my favorite photos I've ever taken is of our coaches in Rocky Mountain National Park. That is not an easy trip. You know, it's an hour drive for hour and a half drive from my place. We hike two and a half hours in. We have all of our bouldering gear, all of my photography gear, all of our food or water, and we're hiking it two and a half hours in. And it's just, you no, know, it's not an easy thing to do, but for that one or two shots that I got that I really loved, it absolutely was worth it. So it's just this, the biggest thing is just failing your way to the top because without fa- there's really no way to get to the top. You can't, it's not going to be every shoot's going to go great. You're not going to please every client. You kind of got to learn that you got to take criticisms very well. And you got to just, you know, put your heart on your sleeve and just keep going. Oh, for sure, man. And you can give like, a great like behind the scenes like you're, you're carrying crash pads uh, like up with like a one hour hike and with, on top of that photography gear like i'm kind of curious how is it like on rope because i know you were doing stuff with sasha gilligan I'm, i think i butchered her last name but we were you were doing shoots with her like how is how is it doing shots on rope sometimes because i know you have to set up ropes for yourself and shoot certain angles and stuff like that yeah, so that was, uh, I was able to, I'm fortunate enough to be able to be friends with Sasha D. Julian, who's just an amazing woman, an amazing climber. And she's a uh, very, very exceptional sport climber. And with sport climbing, you got to get up above them to get the right angles. Because like with, with adventure photography, is you got to make it exciting for the viewer. You know, you got to make, you got one shot pretty much that they see. You got to kind of get them on the edge of the seat. So you're getting, you know, you're 75 feet up, anchored on a static line, jugging up, pretty much hanging off the side of the cliff, trying to take a photo. You're like spinning in the air. There's wind. So it's making sure you don't drop your gear. It's challenging. You just, you gotta, <clears throat> you gotta think about all aspects. It's not just the shot. You gotta first make sure everyone's safe. That's yeah, like the most important exactly. thing. You know, you gotta make sure your climber's safe. You gotta make sure you're safe. You're belay or you gotta make sure your knots are right you gotta make sure you have all your gear because you don't want to get up jug all the way up there and you're missing the lens you need or you're missing a memory card or there's something else that you're missing and you gotta repel all the way down and jug all the way back up so it's just just thinking about being organized and thinking about every aspect of what you're trying to do to get it the safe and the best way that you can have you ever had that you know one moment where you forgot something while you're that like 70 feet high luckily not yet luckily because <laughs> i uh luckily i was with uh robin and alex and i had a good mm. i had a good team around me that say hey you make sure you got this you make sure you got this this is what we gotta do when she's at this point of the rock you gotta repel it down so you're not in her way so you don't want to mess her up because nice. that specific climb she was trying to get that shot so sometimes when you're doing climbing photography if you're just taking photos a lot of times you can jug up there and they've already sent the route and you can kind of get them to 
pose for a move and take a photo. This one was like live action while she was trying to send the route. So I had to make sure I wasn't in her way distracting her because a she's that's what we're there for is for her to climb that. It was like a 14A, 14B. She's got out of hip surgery a year or so ago. So it's a big deal. So you want to make sure she's happy with what you're doing. You're not in her way, but you're getting what you need to get for your business, for my business, and for hers as well. Man, like, no, as you're talking about that, like, everything sounds very strategic. Like, uh, you know, when we, like, run out of the house, this is just a small example compared to yours. Run out of the house and you forget something. You're like, man, I, you had to drive all the way back to get it to, and then go back onto your route that you're trying to take. That, yep. <laughs> and in your case, it's like if you, all right, cool, let's go on up, and then you forgot something on the ground, then you had to go. Sometimes, yeah, like sometimes you just have no choice, but you just have to go on with all uh, that. And there, there's one time <laughs> my buddy, one of my good buddies, his name is Michael. He's probably like one of my best friends, and he. Uh, He's really into crack climbing right now. And then off of like the wide boys, when they started doing bridge climbs, he lives, my buddy, Michael lives down in Denver. And he went and found a bridge by, by our old work and had a crack climb. And he started, you know, climbing it pretty much free climbed. It was a little boulder problem, but then he hit me up one day and was like, Hey man, I'd really like to make a video about it. If you want to come help me shoot. And I was like, yeah, man, I was all about it. Get all my gear. I get there. We like, set up the crash pad so if he falls we like clean the crack all this stuff left all my memory cards 45 minutes back at my house it <laughs> <laughs> was just one of those ones i was like so we're gonna do a test run and we're gonna come back another day and actually film it because i forgot my memory cards and he was really cool about it he understood because he's he's on photography and stuff as well so it's an oh, understanding situation but it's one of those ones it's like two seconds it just take two seconds to pull my memory cards out of my computer because i was doing some editing <laughs> <laughs> we could have got a different shot luckily we still went back to a different day and got the shots we needed he made a little video and it was really cool so but it was one of those ones that was learning like i said i failed i failed to you know hold my end of the bargain for that day but i learned so now every time i'm going on a shoot i'm like holding my memory cards and like watching myself put them in my bag like i got my memory card okay make sure my yeah. batteries are charge because there's one time where i was actually the climber and we had a photographer come and he was super stoked and like he jugs up a rope and it was at the uh new river wall and it's not an easy place to anchor a place and he yells down he's like hey my batteries are dead so just climb so it's like hey you gotta you gotta <laughs> <laughs> learn the hard way sometimes <laughs> and it's, it's fun but it's also so frustrating because like just as a creator and stuff, you're like, I could have got this one shot and blah, blah, blah. And you just kind of, you got to let it go. You got to drop the weight and go for a new day and just take that L on the chin. With everything now, like, do you have a system in place, Garrett, like, like that you can kind of fill us in on like what your processes of getting ready for a shoot to make sure, you know, as you explained, like the battery and the, and the memory cards. So right currently what I do is like, depending on the shoot. So if I'm doing, like an outdoor adventure shoot, I have a list of things like my general list of just my photography gear, what I need to bring for that outdoor shoot. And it's like, I got my four batteries, my three memory cards, this lens, this lens, the actual body, a case, tripod. And I kind of like lay it out all in my bed, find everyone, look at the list, go over it twice, pack that up. And then if it's climbing, I'll get my climbing gear ready or so it's like MMA, it's a little bit easier because it's like just my basic camera gear. So I kind of have a list that I have set out 
and it's just structured. Okay, check this off, check this off, check this off next. Check this off, check this off, check this off next. You know, things still happen. You're still getting rushes and stuff like that. And the more and more gear you get, it's just the more responsibility you have to remember it and take care of it and make sure it's properly working because you want to you want to please your client. It's it's not fun to disappoint a client like that because of the potential in the future. But at the same time, like it's it's just a learning experience. It's going to happen. Like it's just going to happen. Yeah, that's a really good point because it's going back to it's a balance between what you think with your experience, what you think, you know, the end product could look like. And then mm-hmm. that's then you also have to like tie it into satisfying them. So and like you said, you, you don't want to disappoint them because that's that's future referrals. That's future business. And you're running a business. So one client could be detrimental because it's, oh. you're not just having this huge th- like, you know, like I always go back to like 24 hour fitness. They don't care if people cancel. People keep coming in. Yeah, but in this they only sense, handle like thirty percent of their. If like gyms, they only handle thirty percent of their clients with averages. Like seventy percent of people who own a gym membership don't go to the gym. They just feel good about having the membership. So you have a business model like that where you're only truly satisfying thirty percent of your clients. That's pretty. That's pretty easy to look at when you're starting a business yeah. like I am and it's small. It's like no, every client matters. Like there's one time I was doing a uh, photo shoot for a, a ski company and they're got a great gear and i took these great photos and like they got these models next to this cool graffiti downtown because they wanted an urban shoot like the photos came out awesome and the brand recognized that but like we can't use those photos because the background is too busy it takes your eyes from our gear and goes to the background so they're great photos but there's something we're not be able to use and it's like one of those ones i was like oh i thought they were so cool and i thought i rocked it out of the park but the client was expecting something different and I said, so we still were able to get in the photos they need and stuff like that. But it was just one of those learning experiences. I was like, all right, maybe we got to tone down the creativity. It doesn't have to be some cool, sophisticated background is all crazy. It's just basic, simple. It's about the clothing, not the shot. Like I said, in the beginning of this, I was stalking your Instagram because it's, you know, I, I didn't know you yet. Peter knew you, <laughs> but this is kind of my process of like, Going in and like, all right, cool. Let me uh, go through things about Garrett on his photos. And one of them was like, you just finished up a uh, MMA shoot. Uh, you know, talking about like, how was that experience? I know you know some of these, um, some of the fighters. The experience that one has been some of my favorite. I didn't expect to be such a fun experience with because like when you think of fighters you know you think of dudes just beating the crap out of each other and, you know it's just that, <laughs> Intense, that, that big you know masculinity kind of alpha male type environment and so when i was 16 my uh mom and dad put me into mma because i was one of those kids who was like you know uh wanted to be a badass and wanted to fight all the time and all this stuff and then i like, all right if you want to do it go and do it go do it as a sport you know something my dad was really about it's like if you want to go do it go fight and so i went to an mma gym and there's this guy named chris Camozzi. he just got out of the ultimate fighter and he was like just this dude is just a massive human being and he would beat the crap out of me during fighting like just just wipe the floor <laughs> with me and he's one of the nicest guys that you ever meet like he's very kind he cares about everyone and he's he's you know when he's in the cage he has that switch where he's in you know he's in beast mode and he's going at it and so i kind of kept in contact with him through over the years and 
one of my one mentor was like, you know, reach out to other people. And like, one of the things I've been taught is like, closed mouths don't get fed. Just ask. Like, yeah. you don't know what, especially in business, what you can achieve and what you can get by just talking and being honest. So I hit him up one day and I was like, hey, like, I have some time this week and I'm trying to just do this photography thing. If there's anything I can do for you, I'd love to come take some shots. And that weekend, one of his gyms was putting together a uh, free class, a self-defense class that was like conjoined with a fire department. And like the donations went to the fire department and it was super cool. And he was like, Hey, if you come take some photos for us, we'd really appreciate it. And I went and took some photos and the photos were decent. You know, I was learning gym light because I can't, couldn't set up my own lights because it couldn't get in the way of the fighters and couldn't get in the way of the training. So I was just learning through that and the photos came out decent and, he liked the photos, which is cool. And then I hit him up again. And I was like, hey, if there's like any time you need some training photos, I'd love to start getting into MMA training photos. I had a great time with you. I'd like to be around you. And so I went to one of his actual professional gyms. And, you know, the, the guys there, they're just like just beating the crap out of each other. But they're smiling. They're great people. They're still like congratulating each other and stuff like that. So I took those photos and I went back again just the other day and like one of the dudes is top 10 in Bellator one of the guys his brother is like labeled the pound for pound greatest fighter in the UFC right now it's just just being around that environment of professionals that are just trying to get each other better and in that industry getting each other better is just being a better fighter so just beating the crap out of each other even better it's just so interesting to watch the way they <laughs> do it especially like how tough these guys are and there's one dude his name's Yeti this dude's like six eight two something with a six pack. Just he called. He told me he's like, yeah, my name's Yeti. I was like, yes, it is. Like, I do not. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Do not, I guy, do you tell me, and I was like, yeah, I agree. I'm because like we're used to being around climbers, and climbers are yeah. relatively more smaller, skinnier, leaner guys, and these dudes are just like massive human beings. So it's just just watching them go out and just watching oh, yeah. everything about it is so just so much fun to watch, and it's like. I'll stay on this side of the camera, though. I don't want to get punched. I'll take a photo of you getting punched, but I ain't trying to get punched anymore. <laughs> ain't about that. So it's it's cool. And I'm like, we got some more things coming up with them, and I'm really enjoying that for sure. And I've, I've met a connection. One of the coaches, He really he's really about content. He really wants to do something with that. He's like, hey, let's have a meeting. Let's talk. So I'm like, let's, let's do it. Like, I'm all about it. Oh, that's awesome. Like, one thing leads to another. Like, I, I love that. Like, close mouth. Don't get fed. Uh, you know, we all need to be reminded of that, like running a business or just anything on, on that, those ends, because sometimes you never know what would happen. And and, and for you, your experience, too, you, you met a guy named Yeti that you can, you know, you can have a product with a Yeti product and him, too, as well. I think that would be fitting. <laughs> exactly. He'll <laughs> make a big, big water bottle. <laughs> pretty tiny or like, no, hold, like a small so, like so yeti container like it's in his hand or i guess a yeti <laughs> container would look small in his hand or something like that you're like yeti looks like a <laughs> cup i'll okay. show you guys a picture of chris he's like six three around 210 and i took a photo of him fighting yeti and he just looks you know he looks my size just way smaller so it's just <laughs> you just look at this and you're like jesus christ you are how many protein shakes do you have to drink a day four like jesus <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's yeah, just about I don't, closed mouths don't get fed. You can't be scared of rejection in any kind of business. You 
you have to get used to it. Yeah. Not everyone's going to say yes, but if you get 10 no's, just the way the, the laws of the universe really work, you're going to eventually get your yes. And you're one yes away from expanding your business to heights that you would never expect. And that's happened to me multiple times this past couple months, which I'm so just grateful and blessed to experience. But there's been plenty of no's. There's been plenty of like, nah, I'm going to go with this photographer because this photographer is a little bit cheaper and they ask you to lower your prices and you got to learn to, you know, respect yourself. Sometimes you got to say yes. Sometimes like, no, I, I just can't do it for that price. So it's, you know, speaking out, just going and talking to brands. Like that's one thing I got used to is just hitting up as many brands as, as I can. A bunch of them don't even respond. Some are like, yeah, we can yeah. send you some products for some shots. And it's like, well, that doesn't really pay the bills. So it's just learning all that aspects. Yeah. I mean, you brought up a good point because I think, you know, it's respecting your craft too, right? There's some people who just super lowball you, and then you know sometimes you'd be like, no, like, I can't do it. Sorry. It's just you just you just look at. You got to put value into your product, but you got to put Absolutely. value into yourself because like you are your greatest product. You're you're, if if you really look at what a business is, it's just a bunch of people together. That's really what a business is. So if you don't respect yourself and value yourself. A lot of these people who've been in business for a long time will see that. They understand that. Some people will kind of guide you through it. Other people will take advantage of you. Not everyone has the same heart as you, which, you know, is a hard lesson to learn, but it's absolutely true. So you got you to gotta kind of put value in yourself because I, it's always easy. I've always found it easier to put higher value in other people just because you just see, you see it in them. But at the same time, that's going to happen. You're that person to them. They're going to see the value in you. You're going to have people are like not nah, like you're gonna get paid this like i had a buddy and i was like oh, i was only charge you this amount and he was like that doesn't that doesn't equal the value you're bringing i'm gonna pay you this amount and this is the reason and just because he did that i was like all right there are good people in the world so just keeping your value we do no that's that, that's great like you mentioned like not everybody has the same heart but there there is some like out there that are like no i'm gonna pay you this because you're worth more than that and that, that feels good after all those no's, after all those people that are like, hey, Gary, can you just come take some free photos for us for, you know, exposure? Yeah. I know that's your that's your Instagram name, too. So no pun intended. But like, that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you know, like we because uh, I'm a dancer and when I compete or do other things like we get emails of we used to of just, hey, can you guys come to this event for it's going to be great exposure for you guys. Maybe you can do this. Maybe you can find your next crewmate maybe all these things but we get promised and we did those for years and nothing came of it it's like that's that's why you say it's very important this is true like you have to value yourself and set, tell them no and then sometimes next time they just like okay we'll pay you for this You're like it's yes that that's is, why it's all along it's so true i've experienced that so much because you know that happens a lot in like the photography and content world it's like oh let's give you free exposure but if you look at those companies that's their business plan. Their business plan is just give other people exposure. So they're pretty much profiting off of your hard work. And they're saying, yeah, you'll get exposure, but it's not guaranteed. You know, it's not guaranteed yeah. that the algorithm is going to work for what you have. And it's not guaranteed that it's congruent of what their audience is. So it's like, it's just learning. It's like, oh, it's, it's not what I need right now. I need something else. So yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very tricky thing to navigate from. But like I said previously, you got to do it and you got to fail at it because the, the times where you get 
kind of screwed over, those are your biggest lessons where you're like, all right, now if I go through this experience again, I'm not going to do the same same work for that that price because it didn't work out before. So it's it's a blessing and a curse at the same no, time. It's very true, dude. I mean, likewise, dance, photography, and for me, like one in the marketing field, I've had so many people just approach me like, hey, you want to build a logo for me for 40 bucks? I'm like, I'm not, well, first of all, I'm a marketer. I'm not a designer, so I'm not good at design a logo for you. And I don't work for, if I were to do it, I'm not going to do it for just like 40 bucks. Because I know that like in photography, you guys have like design wise, you guys have fever and and all that lives online, like quick and easy thing, logo stuff. Like, like, come on, dude, like you gotta respect my craft. Like I'm here to coach you through how to, you know, market yourself in this crazy world now. So you gotta respect my craft and my time. I'm like well, times a hundred more than like freaking 40 bucks. Well, it's, it's, it's dealing with the people that don't understand mm-hmm. what you've done to get to that point. Oh, absolutely. You know, like with photography, it's not just my time and stuff like that. Is I've had to invest so much money into the equipment to be able to produce the quality of content that I can produce where I got to, you know, I got to pay for that equipment. On the same time, I got to mm-hmm. pay for my time. I got to pay, pay for my editing. It's taken me so long to learn how to edit. It's taken me so long how to do all these things. Where, yeah, a client might think it's just taking one quick photo, doing one quick edit. Oh, it's going to take 30 minutes. 40 bucks in 30 minutes is pretty good. It's like, "Mm, not really if you look at all the factors that's taken me to get to this point. I'm in the negative if I do something like that. That's the thing. Like People don't see behind the scenes. Like Same thing with MMA fighters. You saw the behind the scenes of how they're training in order to get to a, a fight that would maybe last anywhere from like 10 seconds all the way to like three, 10 minutes, like all that behind the work or behind the scenes work. And how do you convey to others that you are worth this? Speaking of clients that, you know, hey, Garrett, I I need some free stuff or like, how do you convey you a lot more behind the scenes in order for me to get to this point? I haven't currently had too much about that because I've been very, very fortunate to have a good team around me and reach out to the really good clients and like really good, just good, good hearted people that understand what I'm doing already because um, content and stuff like that is such a big marketing tool. And I'm talking to these bigger businesses that understand that's what it takes to get what they need. So luckily I haven't had too much of that, but there's not been some like, more friends and stuff like that who starting their own business and they're looking at their bottom line of their you know any kind of business that you start it's going to cost it's going to cost you time it's going to cost you money it's going to cost you headaches and cost you gray hair like whatever it is it's going to cost you so you kind of got to explain to them like look i got this this and this i just paid three grand for this body i paid twelve hundred dollars for this lens i have this i have that so for me to do something like that what do you think if you're in my situation how would you feel a lot of them are they they understand so it's just sometimes i have done free work like for the charitable like for charity stuff like that they need photos i have no problem taking those photos but it's just i've been very lucky enough to not experience that too much 
So that's still something I'm, I'm still learning how to navigate with through as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. No, thanks for being honest on that too. Like it's a, and that's a great situation to be in. Like you're the people you surround yourself with, they're able to like, Hey, this is a good person. Uh, here's a good client. Uh, versus, uh, yeah, let's talk to X, Y, and Z. They'll, maybe they'll get you stuff. Yeah. That's, I guess I I just believe so much on mentorship and stuff like that, that I have like those good three or four photographers that have been doing this professionally for the last, you know, 10 plus years where if I felt like I was going through a situation like that, I kind of hit them up and just get verbiage Mm. from them. And because of one of my good buddies, his name's Lamar. He's a, he's like my Denver based mentor. And this guy has been shooting for the NFL for the last five years. He's done. He's hired me to have work on a documentary about the uh, nugget strength and conditioning coach. So he's been through so much of that. Cause he was, he's when I first met him, he was the Den, the nuggets shooting coach. And then he uh, coached a kid's team for a while and had his own training program. And then he eventually switched into photography and stuff like that. So he's been doing so long that I can kind of hit him up. I'm like, Hey, this is what the brand's saying. What would you say in this situation? So just, just lucky enough to have the right mentors. That's really, really guided me without my team and without like my older brother helping me without just the people that I've been so lucky enough to have blessed in my life that I've really been able to you know, I believe you got to have a good team around you to succeed. It's not all about you. So I've just really been building my core team and building the right people around me to build something great. Absolutely, dude. That's key. You right there. If you look at most, if you look at the most, the most successful people, whether it be financial, business, relationship, it's all they have the environment around them, and they have great people and great teams. You know. Like if you look at Conor McGregor with MMA, he's had amazing coaches. He's had amazing people around him. He's had amazing partners. So it's, I really looked at all these great people have such a good team. And if you look at most of them, they talk about how good their team is. It's not how good they are personally. Yeah. And I saw yeah, that they're like, Oh, our true. team's doing this. Our team's done this. Like mm-hmm. my guy here's done this. And it's like really just giving the credit to the team around them. I kind of yeah. took that to heart and I was like, all right, I need to get around the right people. It's not who mm-hmm. you are. It's who, you know, like who, yeah. you know, goes yeah. a far away in life for sure. That's true. It's, it's, it's like thinking like a business owner. Like we, we talk about this. Um, I know Peter and I, when we have our mastermind too, like we talk about being a business owner versus, you know, thinking like a employee or a self-employed, like it, you, you're building a team like you don't know everything mm-hmm. and having a team helps you like you just mentioned garrett like it's uh like i'm digging into short-term rentals right now and just understanding you need a team you can't just do it all no. uh you can't just uh you need a real estate agent you need cleaners you need a property manager you need a lender you know all these stuff you can't just learn and do it, which you can but you just gotta take years why not find somebody that has so many experience like you mentioned like your other mentors of years and years of experience that you just, you know, ask them to take care of these things and just let go of some of those parts. Yeah. My first mentor ever, he's a, uh, met him when I was just turned 18. He's a two time Bronco, uh, champion. He was one of the wide receivers and he really took me under his wing and took me all over the country. My 
around 18 to 21. He took me to Vegas for around right when I was 21 and all this stuff. And uh, he told me about, he's the one who first really told me about having a team. He's like, you can either have 100% of your effort or you can have 1% of 100 people's efforts and you still have so much more time. Like he just had such a structured team and core around him that he was still making very good money outside the NFL when that's most, I think it's like 95% of NFL players go broke within 10 years of retiring and stuff. And he's, this dude still just like killing it, living the same lifestyle pretty much. So I just really, when he said you need to get it, no matter what you do, you got to have a team around you. So after like, he yeah. just kind of distilled me when I was in, distilled that into me when I was 18 and kind of took that to heart. And no matter what field I want to go to, I want to, I want to be around just a great core team that has the same values, ethics, drive, got to be hungry. You guys, you got to want it as much with each other. And it's nope. just like the things you can do is you can move mountains. Absolutely, dude. That's key. Absolutely. I know I struggle with sometimes like, here, let me take care of it. Let me do it myself. And but I have to understand, you know, uh, others do it way much better. Yep. And, you know, just that letting go of that part. And, mm-hmm. um, and with everybody hanging out with us, like, what would be your lasting advice for them? I know we talked about team. We talked about mem- mentorship. We talked about not just being niche, but being a well-rounded uh, business, like, do you have others like to leave our audience with stay hungry to learn you gotta stay hungry mm-hmm. to learn you can't stop learning you you will never know it all no matter what you will ever do in life whether any any area in life business you will ever experience you will not know it all so stay hungry and humble to learn from anyone because there's gonna be people that go through the experiences that you're about to go through and they can help you with a lot of headache or they can, you know, you can take a lot of headache because you don't learn or you don't stay humble. So just staying hungry enough to learn your craft, no matter what it is in life. It's awesome. That's man, awesome. It's, words, uh, man. Hungry, it's but a great humble. way to, that's good. <laughs> that's a great way to start a Saturday morning for all, like for us. I know for, mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, Oh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, go learn some stuff and uh, you know go reach out, some, go. reach out to some people you know uh build that connection who you know and man, garrett thank you for hanging out with us like we we're all glad like this happened like we and our mm-hmm. audiences and everybody hanging out with us and how can people find you just uh reach out to uh just reach out to me on instagram augustus.exposures is probably uh it's a great way to reach out to me um more than more than willing to talk to anyone and learn from anyone and connect and i definitely great appreciate you guys inviting me to hang out uh when peter kind of when i saw this off of peter's page and stuff like that it was something i was like that's that's something i'd love to do so i definitely appreciate the opportunity i appreciate being able to build with you build with you both learn from you both and just connect it was definitely a good way to start my saturday so i definitely appreciate it oh, absolutely man yeah. likewise you know glad that i like we bumped into each other and yeah you know glad you asked about it we're happy to have have you on the the podcast we're, i mean me myself learning a lot too and it's always awesome to, to climb with you and learn with you too i'm all about it my man of course man absolutely um uh, and 
you know thank you for everybody for hanging out with us and as you're listening to this episode please subscribe to our podcast on either apple podcasts or spotify keep up to date on new episodes coming out in other ways after you follow garrett augustus um on his ig um which is you have a different name on your ig right garrett it's augustus on exposures is my uh, company name there you go which augustus i made a pun earlier yeah, it was a great yeah. pun. It was very, very well done. <laughs> and after you follow Garrett, go ahead and go on over to Hangout Talks at Hangout Talks. Follow us on there. That way you can keep up to date as well, too, if you're always on IG. And you can follow us individually, too. Mine's at Tret Hong. And mine's at Peter underscore the suited climber. And wow, Garrett, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And yeah, we had to do this again. We, you know, we had to talk about many, many, many more things because so many things came out of this episode. Absolutely. I am fully down for that. Well, the next one's probably like how to avoid, you know, rock fall or getting <laughs> hit in the face by a MMA fighter. <laughs> yeah. Don't piss off a dude named Yeti. <laughs> I, I still sure. think it would be funny if like Yeti reach out to him to just give him a product, please, Yeti. Like if <laughs> I, think I, have, Yeti. I think I have a Yeti cup. I'm just going to bring to the next gym. Like, yo, hold this real quick. <laughs> take some shots. Yeah, find the smallest cup you have, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> just so just like, you barely see the logo through his fingers. <laughs> but thank you so much, everybody. And we'll see everybody hanging out again on the next episode. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.